Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Barry Selby, the author of 50 Ways to Love Your Lover, was on our show recently and shared a great story of how effortless life can be when you follow your yes. Well, Barry, your interview was amazing. Thank you so much for everything you shared there. And I, I would like to ask you a quick favor. Would you would you help us illustrate how important it is to pay attention to that internal guidance we all have, what I call your yes? And where I'd like to start is actually, I'd love it if you would share a story of a time when you did not follow your yes. In other words, maybe in the time you didn't even realize you had any internal guidance, but looking back, you're like, that was so clear. My gut was telling me exactly what to do and I didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Hmm. I think the best way since the area of my work is in relationship, I'll speak about one of my less than stellar experiences in relationship. Um, <sighs> boy, this is, this is going back to about 10, 12 years ago in the relationship I was in. And I think really I had the extremely loud warning signs, but I didn't know all of them in this relationship because I didn't, um, I didn't own my space in the relationship. To be honest, the way this worked out was she invited me into relationship. She asked me out and led the whole way. And I was in this beta subservient role 
and I was antsy. I could see it was not lining up, but I went with it because it was fun and there was titillation along the way because it was great sex. The reality was is I was misaligned. I was not owning my space. I wasn't taking charge, and I wasn't in the right relationship. But I said yes because I wanted to make her happy, and it was out of a out of a, a limiting space than a, than a positive space. And frankly, I look back and I'm grateful for the lesson. But at the time, it wasn't fun. And if I'd listened to Maynard Guidance, I would have made a different choice along the way completely. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great example. And I think probably everybody listening, including myself, can relate. <laughs> Where we didn't pay attention. <laughs> and we went yes. down that path for whatever reason, whatever the motivation was. Well, yes. do me a favor. Would you flip this around? Give us a time in your life when you had a clear yes. And not only did you recognize it, but you did follow it. Tell us that story. Well, to expand on what I mentioned in the interview about the book, when I wrote my book, mm-hmm. um, I had, as I said, had these principles that I had written on social media. I gathered in a document that was about 60, 55, 60 different ideas about relationships. And I was asking the question, what should I do with them? And that little st- still small voice, call it spirit, call it intuition, call it whatever it was, said, write a book. I spent two weeks ignoring it and arguing with it. And finally, at the end of the two weeks, because I realized it was my own inner guidance telling me what to do, I realized, said, okay, fine. If I'm supposed to do this, how was I meant to do it? And when I did say yes, everything I need to do laid out in front of me, because I realized several parts of the steps that I didn't realize I had already knew how to do, I'd done previously. So it was really an effortless process, hence the reason why it was only six weeks to do the first draft, because I was in alignment with spirit, I was in alignment with that intuition and I said yes to a much bigger vision. So it was extremely expedient once I said yes. Yes. That's such a great example. Because, like you said, you actually ended up realizing you had some of the skills and you'd done these things before that you thought you didn't know how to do. But once you right. engaged, it was like, oh, wait a minute, I've done something like this. Oh, wait, I already know how to do that. <laughs> and that wasn't as long of a journey as you actually thought from the outside. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you. Those are great stories. You're very welcome. Thank you, Ken. The always entertaining J.P. Sears was on the show recently, and he shared a really powerful story of a time in his life when he was getting guidance to give up something that he thought was great and just how scary that was. Well, J.P., it was so great having you on the show earlier, and I, I would love it if you would help us to... Give a couple quick examples of the importance of following that internal guidance we have, what I call your yes. And where I'd like to start is actually in a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe in the moment you didn't really realize you had a yes, but then you look back and you're like, that was pretty clear and I didn't follow it. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so about four years ago, I got into a relationship that ultimately lasted about two and a half years. And, you know, my internal guidance was giving me the no. It shows up like my heart just feels a little closed down, constricted. And so I know that's my no. And I definitely ignored my no because I, even though I knew this relationship wasn't going to work, I wanted it to work. So I was fighting the, the guidance. And, you know, the relationship lasted for two and a half years. Lessons learned, yes. But was there a lot of suffering? Yes. Was there a lot of unnecessary suffering? Probably. I think the the relationship uh, presented a lot of lessons that I had already learned in other relationships. But 
apparently I needed to experience them again because I, uh, and one of the reasons why I needed to experience them again was to teach me the consequences of avoiding my internal yeses and nos. So lots of pain and suffering over the course of those two and a half years of the relationship. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you sharing that because there is a distinction between your yes and wanting something to happen. There's a big difference, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. We can force all kinds of square pegs into round holes if we work hard enough, but there's also yeah. a lot of pain and suffering in there. So, it, it, And apparently our genuine, authentic yes is absolutely not dictated by what we want to be a yes. I think it's dictated by a much wiser source of consciousness than our wanting mind. That is an excellent point. <laughs> excellent point. Well, let's turn this around. Let's let's if you would share a time in your life when you had a clear yes and you not only did you recognize it, but you took action, you followed it. Tell us that story. Yeah, this past January was a huge one for me. Uh, just a little context for it. Over the past 15 years, I've built up a, a very thriving, successful one on one uh, client practice doing emotional healing work. And I had been getting call it the internal messages for a while. But January, it, it was just like, okay, I can't ignore this any longer. It's so loud. It was a yes to letting go of the client practice. Moving beyond the client practice was a yes. And that was very scary for me because the client practice has been, you know, it's been a you know, very financially supportive it's been a great thing. I've learned so much, and I think I've helped many people to help themselves. So it's sometimes very easy to let go of a crappy thing, but to let go of a great thing, like that doesn't make logical sense. Mm -hmm. Yet my internal guidance was calling me to let it go. And it felt like I was, you know, when I took this step and uh, let all my clients know and refused incoming appointment requests. Uh, it felt like I was stepping off a very tall cliff and there was this, you know, the, the fear butterflies going through me. And of course, all the worry in the stories, like, oh, this is not going to work out and this make a mistake. But I honored the yes. And it's been, you know, being willing to encounter the fears that are necessary when it comes to honoring a big yes has been very fruitful for me. It's been very freeing and allowed many other uh, new things to come into my life. And it's interesting. My experience here is when my internal yes is guiding me uh, to move beyond something great, it means uh, it's guiding me towards something even greater. And, and it's scary because my mind can measure what I can lose, but it can't really measure what I'm going to gain because I can't see what I'm going to gain. So it's definitely an insecure step into the mystery that takes a lot of courage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I love what you just said there, that your mind can't measure what it's going to gain. It can only measure what it's going to lose, which obviously makes us go, see, there's too much to lose. <laughs> absolutely. Because that column's always going to be fuller. So if you do a column test, you do the old Ben Franklin and go pros and cons. Yep. You're going to go, oh, too many cons. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. I never thought about that. But you're right. There's no way for you to know where it's taking you. You just have to step into it and go, I'm in. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think honoring our internal yeses and nos becomes a very practical, grounded way of walking by faith. Well said. Well said. Thank you so much, JP. You're incredibly welcome, Ken. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.